0: This is an All Ears English special IELTS episode all about the resources you like and the preparation you need.
1: Welcome to the All Ears English podcast downloaded more than 5 million times. We believe in connection, not perfection. But today is a special Test Talk episode. We have Jessica Beck, the examiner of excellence author of 12 test prep textbooks, and Lindsay McMahon, the English adventurer. We are here today to help you get the score you need on your next exam. So let's get started. In today's episode, you'll get three textbook recommendations for the IELTS exam, and you'll get three other ways, creative ways, to practice for the IELTS. Hey, Jessica, how are you doing today? Hey,
0: Lindsay, fantastic. I'm, I'm managing to stay warm and unsick.
1: Is that a word? I'm really? Sick? That's good because a lot of people are getting sick now. So that's good that you're not getting sick. Wow. You must have a good immune system, huh? I guess so. I guess it's all that, that bicycle riding and playing soccer keeps me healthy. Because <laughs> you're active. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> Yes. Excellent. So today we are back with another awesome TOEFL. Sorry, TOEFL. What am I talking about? (laughs) This is not a TOEFL episode. (laughs) Another awesome IELTS episode. And we've gotten a couple questions, Jessica, from our listeners. And the question today is what resources do we recommend for IELTS prep.
0: Yeah, that's an excellent question. I mean, there are so many textbooks, right? There are so many yeah. IELTS books out there. And, and even even teachers have a lot of books that they, they don't like. I mean, a lot of books just don't work. So um, when students ask me this, I usually tell them that they can practice by themselves the reading and the listening with textbooks. But mm-hmm. the speaking and the writing, you really need a native
1: speaker to help you out with. Absolutely. And I think a lot of people want a native speaker. It's hard for them to find them, though, right, sometimes? Yeah, of course. Yeah, that's some of
0: the resources I wanted to to talk about today. Like how in Boston, for example, if you have students in Boston, are are there any free sort of chat activities
1: that students can Mm -hmm. seek out? That's a great question. Yeah. So let's see there are some meetups that you can attend, right? Mm. So, you know, every week, every month or so, you know, someone will hold a kind of an ESL meetup. Oh, or I... you can always arrange a language exchange on Craigslist, which is something that I did when I was learning Spanish. And that actually yeah. worked, but it wasn't for test prep.
0: Yeah, yeah. I think in the preparation, though, you don't have to just focus on test prep like we've mm-hmm. talked about, right? You need mm-hmm. you need the balanced practice. So uh, mm. if you're going to practice speaking, then you just, you just need to find a a person to to help you get your confidence up to.
1: Absolutely. Right.
0: To a lot of the comments, people are just so worried about their vocabulary or, or simply opening their mouths to a foreigner. So that's what they need to Mm -hmm. practice. Just talking. Yeah.
1: Right. And the more you do that, the more comfortable you'll feel when you walk into the exam, right?
0: For sure. Of course. Practice makes almost perfect.
1: <laughs> <laughs> almost perfect. <laughs>
0: um, here in Portland, for example, there all the public libraries have um, something they call talk time, where oh. anybody could show up and practice English for free. It's for non-native speakers, and you could just go and chat to volunteers at the library.
1: Very cool. Very cool. So I'm sure that our listeners may be able to find something like this, even if they're living abroad, you know, and as we were saying in another episode, in the local neighborhood, you know, in your city where international people tend to hang out. Mm
0: -hmm, Right. Yeah. There'll be expat areas or like bars or shopping plazas or some sort of area where you you'll be able to find expats. Um, But I don't know. I think it's difficult to just approach somebody on the street and say, will you teach me English? Right. Because that's
1: of course <laughs> that's be
0: very nice. But if no. you, I think if you want to approach it um, more structured, you can post an advertisement at a university in your town because there are always going to be English speakers at the university in the city where you live. You know, yes. there's always going to be English speakers. Definitely. And, and usually students need money. Yeah. Or just right. a free language exchange where right. you sort of mm-hmm. share, you teach them and they'll teach you.
1: Yeah. Or a skill share, Right. I love <laughs> the idea of exchanging skills for skills. So, yeah. for example, if you know how to code a website, I bet a lot of people want to learn how to code a website. They want to no, learn HTML, for totally. example. Right. So you could teach them to code. a oh, Maybe you could put together a deal, right, 10 times. Yeah. You, you sit down with them and, you know, speak in English and learn to code.
0: That is <clears> such <throat> a great idea. And then also, while you are teaching somebody else, you're skilled, you're confident in, and you're talking about it in English. I think that's a great way to, to practice your totally. speaking and gain confidence also. That's an awesome idea. Yeah,
1: that's a really good point, Jessica. That's so true. Because what happens is, You know, we actually mentioned this in a previous episode, a student of mine here in Boston started tutoring economics in his business school to his classmates. And he had to tutor in English. Right. Yeah. And he just did an amazing job. He just stopped being self-conscious and he was yeah. really into his tutoring.
0: Yeah. Um, yeah. Totally. Focusing on the
1: economics. Yeah.
0: Yeah. When I see when I see students that start talking about something they love, like a movie or a favorite band or I don't know, a funny story that happened on the weekend and they 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 sort of forget to be nervous, you know?
1: Mm, <laughs> yeah. yeah, that's it. We, <clears throat> we get pulled out of our heads. Yeah, yeah.
0: <laughs> we all is, we
1: all need that. <laughs> yeah, and that's such a, that's a skill we want to learn to do that in preparation for the test too because that's really what we also want to have happen on the test if it's possible, right? Exactly. We want to get pulled out of that nervous energy.
0: Yeah, yeah. And part of doing that to to get rid of our anxiety is to prepare and to gain more confidence. So if we, if we want to get back to the, the resources, yes. I think we're going to talk what? about anxiety in another episode, right? That's right. Yeah, yeah we're going
1: to come back to that very soon, guys. So don't worry, we're coming back to anxiety, <laughs> but let's go back. <laughs> we're,
0: we're getting sidetracked. We're getting sidetracked, guys.
1: That's okay. right.
0: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so um, as far as speaking goes, uh, advertise to university students in your area that speak English. I really love that Skillshare idea. That's super mm-hmm. awesome. And for writing, also go to the universities and some of the private language schools will have writing labs for students. And you, you might have to pay for some of the writing labs, but it's going to be a minimal amount. Or do like what we're talking about with speaking. Do a sort of language exchange or skills exchange where a university student or a teacher or a tutor helps you with your writing skills in exchange mm-hmm. for something that you can
1: help them with. Okay. I like it. I like it. Hey, guys, this is your year to get a seven on the IELTS exam. And the only way to get a seven is to be prepared. And the only way to be prepared is to know what the examiner wants, especially on the speaking section. And we've put together a cheat sheet for you to find out exactly what the examiner wants on the speaking section of the IELTS. You can get it instantly for free. Go to allearsenglish.com slash evaluation and download your cheat sheet now for free. See you there.
0: The, the best book, I think, for learning about academic English because I was I was surprised by a lot of the comments that we received so far about IELTS that mm-hmm. students just don't know where to start. They don't even know how to approach this whole essay okay. thing, you know. Ooh, so, OK, I think mm-hmm. um, a good place to start is Introduction to Academic English.
1: OK, that that's the title
0: name. Yeah, that's the name of the title. Introduction to Academic English. It's been around for years. It's It's a series that has Many new editions because it's been re-released so many times. It's it's just, it's fantastic. I love mm-hmm. teaching it, and you can study with it, but on your own, you don't need someone to go through it with you.
1: And what are the qualities of that book that make it so good? Like, what should students look for when they go after a resource?
0: Oh, that's a good question. I think as far as writing, you you want something that um, that is interesting. That's going to, to pull you in and really help you generate ideas. There should be a lot of brainstorming activities and vocabulary activities that get you reading and talking about something in conjunction with the writing. Yeah. But helping you to come up with ideas in other ways. Okay. You know, so just
1: learning to create that kind of funnel of ideas in your mind.
0: Yeah. And that's something I really like about the introduction to academic English. It has really nice visuals, really nice word maps to help you jump from one idea to another and help you to stay Mm. focused in your brainstorming. Okay.
1: And that is important because sometimes we get these textbooks and they have these long chunks of uh, of text, right? And it's so hard to kind of focus, to know what to focus on. So if certain books will highlight the most important key points, then that's really helpful and it makes it feel so much less overwhelming.
0: Yeah, exactly. And this book, it starts really small, you know, it starts with just sentence, then ideas, then paragraph that, you know, it really, it really builds um, nicely.
1: Yeah. Excellent. What about as far as listening? What could our listeners do to improve their listening for the listening section of the test? What kind of resources could they use?
0: Um, As we've we've talked about before, that balanced practice is really important. So as far as Improving your comprehension, your, your general ability to understand what you're reading and what you're listening to. Podcasts, of course. Podcasts are great. Of
1: course. <laughs>
0: <laughs> I'd say podcasts are really the best way. No. <laughs> um, but any time you're listening to native speakers in an interesting way, something that is going to motivate you that you want to understand. So, podcasts, movies, TV shows. Mm-hmm. Um, get Netflix or I'm sure in, in your, in the country that our listeners are in, there are other avenues for
1: downloading movies. I'm sure, TV. I'm sure there are plenty. <laughs> so just get exposure to the, na- to the language, right? Um, to English. Yeah. Just really bring, yeah. Okay. Yeah. And it. there's
0: always, well, usually on a lot of these sites, there's a closed captioning button that you could press and then the English subtitles will come on. So that'll mm. really help you as well. Um, and for reading, of course, magazines, newspapers, websites, blogs, you know, novels, okay. whatever you're interested in. However, if we're going to talk about textbook resources that I recommend, because there were some questions about that from listeners. Because um, right. there's so many to choose from. One of our listeners mentioned the Cambridge series, and that is by far the best example of what you're going to see on the IELTS test.
1: Okay, okay. And does that have a lot of practice tests also that come come with it, or it's, can we get those somewhere else? It's
0: only, it's just practice tests. It's That's only practice it is, Yeah, you can, Fantastic. The, the, all the answers are in the back of the book. There are in, I can't remember which ones are writing models. Not all of the, the series have writing models in the back, but there are good examples of, of essays in the back that answer the writing questions in the book. But as far as um, helping you to practice or strengthen your skills, these books won't do that. They'll help you practice the
1: test. That's it. Okay. That's a really important distinction, right? So we need to do a little bit of both, I think, because in a previous episode, you mentioned that it's really a good idea to kind of intersperse our test practice as we're preparing, but not just do the test preparation. And not just do the stuff outside of the test, so we got to do both
0: exactly exactly i mean i've seen I've seen students go both ways, you know you cannot do any <laughs> test practice, and you'll do you'll do pretty well. I'd say maybe you'll get like a five, maybe a six, but if you're mm. shooting for a seven, you really need to do test practice as well, and then you know, on the other side, I've seen students just just mow through those Cambridge books and not <laughs> and not do anything else, and then they still get a five, and they don't understand why.
1: And they don't know why. Okay. <laughs> so, guys, we want you to succeed on this exam. So the key takeaway here that I'm hearing from Jessica is that we need to integrate our practice, right? We need to go for those normal everyday activities where we're using English and, you know, reading, listening to podcasts, going to the library. And then we need to do our practice tests and really focus in on that exam itself.
0: Yeah, yeah. Find fine practice that's interesting for you. Of course, the test practice is going to be the same no matter what. You can't choose that. You can choose the quality of the test practice, which Cambridge is going to bring you the closest to what you'll actually see on the exam. But as far as strengthening your skills, you need to find something that motivates you. If you're interested in cars, you know, then... Watch some reality show about, about mechanics fixing cars. My husband loves that stuff. There's, oh,
1: very cool. There's,
0: there's going to be content out there for anything you're interested in that's in English, you know?
1: Absolutely. I really like that idea, you know, guys. English is, learning is supposed to be fun. This is not meant to be drudgery. Yeah, Yeah, we just, we need to keep ourselves engaged in the learning process so we can actually get those sevens that we want. And the only way to stay engaged is to find material that we actually enjoy consuming.
0: Yeah. Yeah. And luckily nowadays, there is so much content It's a bit overwhelming, but it does mean that I think anything, literally anything you're interested in, you can you can find a blog, a
1: video, you can find something about it online. I like that. So the sky is the limit, as we say, (laughs) right, Jessica? Oh, I say that all the time. (laughs) (laughs) Very nice. Well, thank you so much for joining us today and for sharing all these awesome resource ideas with us. And uh so, guys, go out there, explore what you see what you can find to, to keep practicing and get ready for that exam and stay motivated. Yeah. I like it. Awesome. Any final thing you want to mention, Jessica? Um, actually, there was
0: one more one more textbook Ooh, I wanted okay. to, me- to mention. For lower levels, if you're just getting into IELTS, I'd say pre intermediate, mm-hmm. intermediate level. I would explore the IELTS Foundation series. So that's the name okay. IELTS Foundation. That's a really good skill builder, not just for text pra- test practice, but, but
1: also building your skills. Excellent. Very nice. Well, thank you so much for these ideas, Jessica. This is fantastic. My pleasure. And I uh, <laughs> will wrap it up for today, but have a good one. You too, Lindsay. Take care. Take care. Bye. Remember, guys, there are four specific things that the examiner is going to look for on the speaking section of the IELTS. And you can find out exactly what they are now for free if you go to allearsenglish.com slash evaluation and you can download your cheat sheet for free.